What's up, y'all? It's Alicia Nicole. I'm your accountability coach for life and relationships. And this is Respect My Perspective, where I break down common and not so common situations that we all seem to grow through, but we handle differently. Listen, if you have a specific topic or situation you would like my perspective on, email me at info at bebetterbuild.com. All right, y'all. So this episode is about boundaries and deal breakers. Something that we all seem to want to have, but we can never seem to really establish them, let alone carry them out and see them through. But it's so important to have because it's how you set your standard of respect. It's how you set the tone of your relationships and your friendships and your family dynamics. You have to have boundaries and deal breakers. Now, let's we're going to go through both of them separately and together so that everybody can understand the difference between the two. Also going to talk about that gray area where a lot of people's deal breakers seem to stay. So for me, it actually took me a while to figure these two out and how to use them effectively to create change within my life. And I'm not saying changing other people, but, you know, giving them a chance to adjust to me or giving myself a chance to observe. And when I see that this is not how I want it to go, cutting them loose. And that includes family and friends. One of the main characteristics that deal breakers and boundaries seem to lack is the if and then concept. Like seriously, we all claim to have like deal breakers and and boundaries, but we lack the if and then. We know how to say them and we know how to label them, but when we actually see them being broken, when we actually see someone crossing the boundary, we don't know how to cross over the threshold into what happens next. And it's not really that complicated. Uh, okay, maybe it is a little complicated, but we're going to break it down to make it easier. So when we talk about boundaries, I'm talking about things and mistakes in time that typically people can come back from. You know, when you give those chances and those warnings and, you know, there may be certain consequences behind, you know, breaking those boundaries, but the person still has a chance to redeem themselves. Right. So those are what I'm talking about when I say boundaries. So if you can just close your eyes and think for a second of an example of something where you've given a second chance to and they've made it to the next step and you've kept talking to them, you know, days on end and weeks at a time and they didn't actually, you know, get left on read, right? So those are boundaries. And one of the things that I like to tell people is that when we talk about boundaries, you have to remember that the person that you are dating and the person that you are trying to get to know is trying to get to know you too. So they're not going to get it right on the first try. Like they're going to mess up. They're going to say the wrong thing. They're going to do some of the wrong things that you may not like simply because they don't know you yet. 
and you don't know them. So you have to give a little room for error and a little grace in between because they have to have a chance to redeem themselves. And in this day and time and with social media as heavy as it is on influence, it, everything is so cutthroat. Like it's really no time to make a mistake when meeting and getting to know people. And that's what's messing up the dating game. That's really what's killing relationships. You got people that are literally getting cut off for making a mistake that they didn't know was a mistake. And if this is you, please keep listening because I'm going to give you some game that'll change your life for real. We have to know how to date, y'all. We got to know how to communicate our boundaries and our deal breakers without actually cutting them off, without giving them a chance to redeem themselves and make the necessary and proper adjustments. All right, so some examples of boundaries. Now, some of these are boundaries for people and some of these will be deal breakers. But however, most of them all end up in the gray area anyway. Some things like your pet peeves or some things that you would consider deal breakers and boundaries, but you just find a way to deal with. So for an example, the guy that's doing too much too soon. Now, I've had conversation with girlfriends where, you know, a guy is texting and he may call them bae um, too soon. They've only been texting for maybe two or three days and he uses a lot of, you know, sugary words like bae and honey and sweetheart. And, you know, these women would prefer to be, you know, called by their names. But most of these women that I've talked to, they have literally cut these guys off and left them on red without even telling them the issue, giving them a chance to correct it, and then moving forward to see if the adjustments are made. So it's things like that, that, you know, people are breaking boundaries and that you have to give them a chance to correct when you don't like it. And so, and these are women that I'm, you know, I'm saying like 30, 40 years old who are very mature. So I understand the concept of, you know, leaving pet names out of the first base stages of, you know, communicating and get to know you. But you have to tell these men how to come or when to come correct. Now, for some women, you say, well, I shouldn't have to tell a man that. But here's the thing. This man doesn't know you. And then some men don't know what's too soon because all women are different. The woman before you may have accepted that and that just may be his, you know, his rhythm or his routine. Some men know that you would prefer to be called that later on down the line when you're six months in or year in or even just committed in general. So some men don't know how to make the distinction of, Okay, let me take the pet names out because it's a part of their vocabulary. So another boundary is effort. Now, effort is a little tricky because at some point when you graduate into different stages of dating and relationships, effort becomes a deal breaker when there is a noticeable amount of inconsistency within their effort and initiative, right? 
but I'm talking about effort within, you know, the get to know you in the dating stages where you want somebody to take initiative and show a genuine interest in you by communicating consistently or asking you out on dates, right? These are things that you want to kind of create a boundary within your within effort and actually communicate when you perform more and communicate when you want them to, you know, chill out and take a step back because they doing too much. But a lot of times women, we as women feel like we shouldn't have to communicate when we want effort. But then you find yourself begging for effort and begging for initiative and consistency later on down the line when you should demand those things or request those things or make it plain up front. All right, now let's talk deal breakers. And we're going to go ahead and combine that gray area because for a lot of women, we tend to combine deal breakers in the gray area. We put our deal breakers in the gray area by sticking it out, by doing too much ourselves because we know how to, you know, wear chaos well. We know how to maneuver through chaos. And honestly, A lot of us are accustomed to chaotic lifestyles because of our past, our upbringing. But one of the deal breakers that I wanted to talk about is drama. We all hate drama, or at least we like to say we do. But there are a few of us women that that's all we know. We created ourselves. We 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 live for it's our entertainment. Um, And we have to have it within a relationship because at some point within that drama, love is being exemplified or that is how, you know, we show that we really care about each other because we fighting for each other by fighting each other. But at the same time, when you're talking to a single woman and you're asking them what they don't want in a relationship, one of the first things on that list is drama. We tend to put drama in the gray area. So here's the thing. What I have found is that some women only want drama that they create. They don't want men to bring the drama into the relationship. You know, baby mama drama, ex-girlfriend, they can't get rid of drama, family drama. And so you have to know that drama is drama. You can't say what you don't want, but then create it in the same sense. Now, I'm not saying a relationship can't have its problems and issues that need resolving. But what I want you to do is break down the term drama. It's that ever ending argument, that one thing that keeps reoccurring over and over again when it really isn't necessary or it's something that you both agree to move on from. But for some reason, it keeps getting brought up as leverage to have a one up on your significant other. That's the drama I'm talking about. And another deal breaker that happens to stay in the gray area is infidelity. Cheating, y'all. Now, most women and men would love to say that cheating is a deal breaker. And for in most cases, it is. But there is that percentage that will, you know, give a second or third chance. Hell, sometimes even a fourth chance to cheating. And that is when infidelity goes into the gray area because we find a way to make it work. 
we find a way to stick it through. But ask yourself, what makes you stay? What actually puts cheating in the gray area? Now, most people would say love. Oh, I still love them. And I want to keep trying. But if you actually peel back the layers of love, you'll find fear. Fear of losing stability. Fear of being alone. Fear of becoming a single parent. Hell, you'll even find guilt because you know that your slate isn't clean. You know that you've done some things that may be considered cheating within your relationship. So you decide to give another chance because you can understand. But truth be told, if we really could stick to our boundaries and deal breakers, regardless of the stage of the relationship, we would save ourselves a lot of time. Now, granted, it does get a little tricky when you've put in enough time and you've put in enough investment into the person and the relationship, well, even the finances and, and just making them a better person. You start to reevaluate, you know, what's worth it. And keep in mind, whatever works for you, works for you. All I'm saying is, if you know you can't see yourself with this person, if you know that the deal breakers, they are breaking, you won't be able to move past because you're going to always bring it back up. You're going to create your own insecurities because you allow this person to stay around. Then, yeah, you might want to stick to your boundaries and your deal breakers. After all, that's what they're there for to weed out the good ones from the bad ones. But like I said, it just depends on what works for you. Now, if you need help establishing boundaries and deal breakers or enforcing the ones that you already have created, then go ahead and schedule a consultation or session. Visit BeBetterBill.com. I am Alicia Nicole, your life and relationship accountability coach. In the meantime, subscribe, share this podcast and go ahead and rate it and tell me what you think.